0: welcome welcome my name is kb and this is the greatness project where we cultivate greatness through the power of thoughts let's go Alright, welcome my Greatness family. My name is KB, this is The Greatness Project, and as always, thank you for listening. Now this episode is going to talk to you guys about the theory of wholeness. I kind of mentioned it before in the previous episode, we'll talk about relationships for these next few episodes, and the men, you're about to get your day in court, so stand by for that. However, this advice and this, this, this theory of wholeness applies to men and women. And so we talked about selection. We have talked about the point at which we enter in relationships. So now what's next? Well, like I said, the theory of wholeness. And this theory is an idea when I had when I was deep in thought about relationships and just how, how tough they seem to get. But for what reason? And so after some weeks of thought, I came to the theory of wholeness, which is the best way to have a fulfilling, successful, organic relationship. So as I break it down, or before I break it down, let's first look at what the word whole means. And it means all of or entire, in an unbroken or undamaged state, a thing that is complete within itself, and all of something. All right, so like I said, I looked up the definition of whole, and I just did that recently in preparation for this episode. I had this theory of wholeness probably for the last six months already in my head and manifesting in paper and all that, so... I didn't look up this definition until I already had developed a theory. But the, def- the, the the definition of whole is exactly what I'm referring to in terms of relationships, in terms of self- self-development as we seek to complete ourselves. We seek to complete the picture of ourselves. So what does it mean to be whole? Or how do you come into wholeness with yourself? Well, I believe that you have to dissect your life. You have to dissect your life experiences, your family, your friends, your past, your present, and your future. You'd have to determine, okay, who am I? Like, you literally have to ask yourself that question. Who am I? What do I like about me? And what things have I found to be ineffective in terms of me building healthy relationships? Like, who, who is it that I'm presenting to the world? And is that person that I'm presenting to the world truly me? Or is that some person I made up? And if you made up that person, that's okay. That's okay. Because if you made up a person, that means, chances are, you probably don't like the person that you truly are. And you've made a conscious decision to be a different way, to be a different person. And if that's the case, more power to you. Continue to walk in the person that you choose to be on a daily basis and don't ever go back. If, like I said, if you determine that the person that you are inside is not the person that you truly want to be. So, oftentimes at the end of a relationship, we break up and we do this, we go through this phase, right? And it's kind of one of my pet peeves. It's that I'm doing me phase. I'm just be by myself for a while, work on myself. I'm gonna just do me for a while. And men and women both go through it. And that's great. That's amazing. You see, but oftentimes we make two major mistakes during this time. First is we spend too much time and too much thought power trying to figure out the other person. Why he or she didn't do what they want you to do? Why he or she didn't give to give of themselves how you want it? Why he or she couldn't be this or couldn't be that? We spend an abundance of time and and, and thought energy we just spend an abundance of energy thinking about the other person and explaining our sides of our story to our friends, family, co-workers, etc. The second thing that we do is that we move on way too soon. We only wait a few months or sometimes a few weeks and some people even a few years, right? And we we'll listen to our friends as they urge us to get back onto the dating scene or just join this dating site. I promise you, there's some nice guys on there. You know, just start dating and like, you know just see, where you, just see what you find. But we haven't developed the person that we truly want to be yet. We just learn to accept what happened and then we learn to write it off as just a bad relationship. But some of those situations are likely to repeat themselves because you haven't identified the root cause of those issues. Because oftentimes it could have been you. It could have been you being the problem, but you wrote it off as that was just a bad relationship. He didn't treat me right. He didn't see the value in me, blah, blah, blah. But oftentimes your interaction or your role in that relationship could have been the root cause of that. And oftentimes that issue could be because it's not the other person. It's you. It's you and your inability to understand that you are what you attract. Your knowledge of love may be limited. Your knowledge of love may be tainted. Your knowledge of yourself may be limited or non-existent. And more importantly, you haven't learned that your emotions are one of the greatest drugs known to man. So you continually make emotional decisions and they're going to continually lead you down the wrong path. And these are just some of the things that you would have to work on as you pursue wholeness before you begin back dating again, before you start putting yourself out there. And so what wholeness is and what my theory of wholeness is, is that you have to know you would have to explore the deepest, deepest crevices and parts of you. From your beginning of childhood to adulthood and everything in between to quite to, to, to be able to fully understand yourself and why it is you love the way you love, why it is that you pursue the type of love that you pursue, even to why it is that you're attracted to certain type of men and or women. There's a reason for that. Because as little kids, right? We don't we're not all about attraction, we just play and we play with whoever wants to play with us. It's outside forces that make us start to pay attention to who's who and what they look like and what size they are and what color they are and blah, blah, blah. And then over the years, we formulate our own opinions on so we think our own opinions on what it is that we are attracted to. So like myself, I'm not excused from this or I'm not uh, nascent to the fact that I have a affinity for light skinned women. I prefer a light skinned woman. In my personal opinion, I think they are more attractive more sexy right it's the sex appeal not that dark skin women aren't attractive or sexy but in terms of just a natural sex appeal light skinned women to me wear better so that's naturally what i'm gonna look to or gravitate towards now that might not play well within my family because i have predominantly a dark skinned family but it is what it is i like what i like right and i'm sure that has came from something that stemmed in my childhood and I, in fact i used to want to be light skinned i used to want to be lighter And so I think that naturally played into me wanting to prefer a light skinned woman, a light skinned significant other. So in terms of wholeness, we have to break everything down, everything like what irritates you, what makes you mad. Why don't you like waking up in the morning? Why, wh- wh- what is it that just pisses you off? Your pet peeve list? What things make you happy? What things make you sad? Why is it that when you watch certain movies, listen to certain type of music, you start to cry or you get emotional? Just look. Just the, all those little intricate details about yourself is what you would have to take time to figure out and break down. Because at the end of the day, it's not everyone's job to monitor themselves in the effort not to irritate you. It's not your spouse's duty to tiptoe around you using certain words or subjects because he knows that it's going to piss you off or set you off. It's your responsibility to know what irritates you and why. Why does this bother me so much? When did I start being bothered by this? And how do I stop letting it bother me and affect me so much? And I say this because we all want to have open communication, honest communication, right? And And a trustworthy relationship. And I would hope that we would want our significant other to feel like they can come and talk to us about anything. And I know from firsthand experience that, I mean, as a person who likes to talk about anything and everything, I found it discouraging at times when I'll be trying to talk to my girl and I'll be trying to talk to her about something I really, really want to talk about. And because she typically didn't respond well to those type of conversations or similar conversations Or it would just go left and get heated for no damn reason. I I just chose not to talk to her about certain things. But who wants to be in a relationship like that? So when I say wholeness, I mean you have to question everything. Why is your favorite color what it is? Why is your favorite genre of music what it is? And what does it do to you? How does it move you? How does it speak to you? Why do you want so much affection from your partner? Or vice versa, why don't you want enough or so much affection from your partner? Why are you a little bit more standoffish? It doesn't mean you don't love him. You just prefer not to be lovey-dovey all day. And then find out the root cause of that. And this list can be exhaustive. This list can literally go on and on and on. Because there's so many different sides, so many different facets to people. People are truly amazing. So if you're saying that you want to fall in love, are you saying that you want someone to fall in love with you, and you're saying that you saying that you want someone to get to know you on a deeper level, then you would have to first know yourself on that deeper level. You would first have to fall in love with yourself and want to know everything, and I do mean everything, about yourself. So that when you do find someone who's a worthy candidate and who is showing a, 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 an astute interest and in wanting to get to know you, the deeper side of you, right? If you have those answers already figured out, then you can teach them. They're they're, they're not finding out new things about you. You're teaching them things about you. You're teaching them how you want to be loved. You're teaching them how you want to be supported so that they know. So there's no longer trial and error or a guessing game. You're into them. They should be teaching you and then you should be teaching them as well. And I swear to you, it truly makes it easier when you're out there in the world trying to find a, a significant mate, when you're trying to find a new husband, new wife, or just someone to spend life with, just someone to spend quality time with. It makes it easier, right? When you know yourself beyond a shadow of a doubt, you know what type of support you need. And so you know if you're talking to someone and what they're saying and what they're doing and it just doesn't jive with what it is that you need, then the choice is simple. There's no need to waste time. The choice is simple. You know exactly what it is that will compliment you, right? Because oftentimes I think we search for someone who can make us happy. And that's one of the biggest mistakes. No one on this planet can make you happy, but you. I have a child. My daughter makes you smile, makes me do many a thing, makes me laugh, but she can't make me happy. I have to be internally happy. And I think one of the most interesting things is that I recently saw Will Smith give an interview and he talked about the secret of success and longevity in his relationship with jada pinkett and he said that a few years ago that they discovered that they are two separate entities that he can't make her happy she can't make him happy and that he retired he said he literally told her i retire from trying to make you happy that she has to embark on her own journey of true happiness and that he will do the same and then once they figured they've come far enough or they've done enough work or they you know because it, it's actually not even a a journey with a finish line there is no conclusion to it it's a persistent consistent thing throughout your lifetime but he says they embark on their own journey and then they come to each other already in a relationship but come back to each other right with with the happiness with that sense of wholeness completeness and i thought that was one of the most profound things only because i had been saying that for a few years now i had been feeling that for even longer but I actually start to write it down, put it on paper and, and, and manifest that and really start to believe that. So, like I said, no one can truly make you happy. And through the theory of wholeness, there are certain components of it that you really have to take note to. And one of the things is emotional intelligence. Now, there are separate components of emotional intelligence. So there's five components of emotional intelligence. And the first is self-awareness, the self-regulation, internal motivation empathy and social skills so it's like a turning wheel all those things work in conjunction with another and there there are times or there are situations where some can be higher than others however they all work in conjunction your self-awareness goes into your social awareness and your self-awareness ties into your self-management your social awareness ties into your relationship management and how you manage relationships because we all know that life is a series of relationships in relationships of many kind, it is highly unlikely that you have a great relationship at home. You and your spouse are just amazing. And then you have piss-poor relationships outside of your home. You have a horrible relationship at work with your co-workers or your boss. You have horrible relationships with your friends and family members. Those all are tied in together. There is something that you that you are doing within those relationships that are causing them not to be as effective and productive as they possibly could be. And I've said this before that we are the common denominator. I'm going to say you. You are the common denominator in every equation of your life. No matter what it is, whether it's you and your husband, you and your wife, you and your friend, you and your mother, you and your boss, you and your coworker, you and your children, you and the Lord. You are still the common denominator in every equation of your life. So if there's ever a question of what's more important, who's more important, who should be number one, it is abundantly clear, it is abundantly clear that you should be number one. And that is what the theory of wholeness kind of speaks to. You have to make sure that you are right and you are, are, are content and set within you, that you are whole, so that you can go now, move forth about this earth, presenting this whole person or at least as whole as possibly can be because I had a friend of mine when I talked to her about this theory of wholeness she said well what happens if you, you're you not complete like you're 90% you're 80% like who, who is actually really whole because self development and bettering yourself is a lifelong journey so are you ever really whole I said you know what that's a great point that is that little 90% or let's just say you're 80% that 20% is that sticking point with you and your significant other that 20% is where you guys can form that bond and kind of latch on to where, okay, I'm 80%, I'm 85%, I have about 20 or 15% I need to work on. Now that person helps you get there and you help that person pick up wherever wherever it is. It's not it's not saying that you are building him or building her, any of that. It's just that, okay, you recognize that I can be a little stronger in this area and that person helps you get there. You recognize that that person could be a little stronger in this area of maybe affection, right? And you help them get there you show them how to get there right and, and that can bond you guys closer together because i liken that to i liken it to buying a house you can buy your dream house you could buy your dream house everything you ever thought it would be right but you still got to put your own personal touch on it that makes it yours so that is my theory of wholeness that is just the cliff notes version of it i'm actually writing a book on relationships and it, it, it's steeped heavily in the theory of wholeness and as i develop it more i'll be sharing more with you guys i appreciate you guys as always my name is kb this is the greatness project and before i go i would like to leave it with a quote and this one's from yours truly and it says stop waiting to see how it will turn out and see how it will turn out my name is kb this is the greatness project thank you for listening thank you for listening to the greatness project be sure to follow on instagram at the greatness underscore project and remember thoughts are the genesis of greatness